Hello and welcome to the 20 Minute Marketing Podcast, where we chat with industry experts on a range of marketing topics and channels. Our past episodes range from Facebook ads to B2B marketing, brand strategy, increasing organic traffic and more. So be sure to check them out if you have an interest in marketing. My name is Liam and I work at a company named Reach Interactive. We help businesses of all shapes and sizes to engage with their customers and key stakeholders via SMS marketing. If you have any feedback or questions on podcasting, SMS marketing, or any of our topics, then I'd love for you to send me a connection request on LinkedIn. Just search Liam Quinn and we can have a quick chat. Today's episode is number 53 and it comes during a really big week for businesses and marketers because this week is Black Friday week. I'm sure you're all aware of that by now. I know the last few weeks have been crazy, so I wish you all the best and fingers crossed you get the results that you planned for. Our guest on the show today is Heather Osgood who is the founder of True Native Media, which specializes in podcast advertising. Heather's also joining us from Morrow Bay in California, so I'm super jealous as I look out of the window because it's dark and rainy right now. So hey, Heather, how's it going? It's going great. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Not a problem. And before we start, happy Thanksgiving for tomorrow. We don't celebrate it here, but it is the only day of the year that I get to finish work and watch American football all night. So I'm very grateful for that. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. It'll be a little a little bit of a different Thanksgiving this year um, for us in the US, but hey, everything's been a little different this year, right? Yeah, it has. Absolutely. So could you quickly tell us about yourself and True Native Media before we get started, please? Sure. Um, so as you mentioned, I'm the founder of True Native Media, which is a podcast advertising agency and representation firm. Uh, I founded the company about five years ago now, which is kind of crazy to think that it's been five years already. Um, I had a background in radio, newspaper, and trade show advertising, and so podcasts were a really good natural progression for me, and um, it's just been an amazing industry to be part of. It has grown so much in the last five years, and I know that we're really just at the you know beginning of the growth in the industry, so it's been pretty exciting. Thanks for the intro. And yeah, I've definitely seen a big increase in listenership this year. I think that's partly because people are working from home more and they want a bit of human interaction to avoid feeling a bit locked up and isolated. So the main section of our episode is going to focus on podcast advertising and how businesses can take advantage of it, which is quickly becoming a huge market with lots of opportunities. So stay tuned. So I think this is going to be a super interesting episode because I obviously know a thing or two about podcasting now that we're up to episode number 53, but I don't actually run paid ads for our company and I haven't been approached by anyone to place ads on our show yet. So it offers a great chance for me to ask some questions that I'm genuinely interested to find out about, as well as hopefully sharing a new channel with people that aren't too familiar with the benefits of podcast advertising. So just so that our audience is aware, what are some of the different ways that a business could approach podcast advertising then, Heather? Podcast advertising is a really unique medium in that most of the ads are host-read endorsement style ads. So typically how they work is that a podcast host will sample a product or service and then in their own words, create an ad read for your company or your product service. And the, the unique part about it is that it doesn't feel so forced because it's a natural, organic, authentic ad read. You have a connection as a business 
business to really connect with a potential customer via, I look at it as almost a word of mouth marketing campaign because so often podcast hosts really do scrutinize the types of of advertisers that come on their show. I think that was probably one of the most shocking parts of the whole podcast experience for me this far is that in, you know, my prior careers, when I was in radio or newspaper, if we had a business approach us and say, Hey, we've got this money. We want to buy ads. We would say, excellent. When would you like those ads to start? You know? Um, But in podcasting, it's very common. I would say for us to have a brand approach us and say, Hey, we're interested in advertising on this podcast that you represent. And the podcast will be like, no, I don't like that, you know, and and it even happens, thank God, not terribly often, but it does happen sometimes where a host will even get a sample of the product and be like, we don't like this product. We don't, you know, we don't feel like it's something that is a quality product for our audience. And then they won't run the ads. The value for the advertiser is that you get that influencer piece. And oftentimes people are very familiar with influencer marketing. I know that's been something that it really has, has grown in the, in the past decade. And when we look at podcast advertising, it really is a form of influencer marketing because you do have this host who is happy to say all kinds of wonderful things about your product and encourage their audience to really go and purchase your product or or service. So it's, I think, a good way to add an influencer and kind of word of mouth element to your marketing. I was thinking at the beginning of your answer, how it sounded very similar to influencer marketing. And then, of course, you brought it up and mentioned how it ties influencer and word of mouth together to really make an organic advert. And I think unlike other paid acquisition channels like Facebook, Google Ads, Twitter, or maybe a comparison platform, it's not seen as a cold lead because you have this mutual connection, which is the host, who has developed a strong and trusting relationship with their listeners over time. Yeah, absolutely. And there are, of course, some pre-recorded ads in this space, but by and large, I think about 78% of all podcasts out there um, are running either host or producer read ads. So the bulk of the ads running in the podcast space right now are those host read endorsement ads, which really, I think, set them apart from so many other forms of marketing, if not all other forms of advertising, because it does have that organic fill. It doesn't it doesn't feel like you are being subjected Objected to an advertisement. You know, we we have so many tools in um, our world right now to block ads. And with podcast advertising, listeners actually say that they don't mind them because of the organic feel of them. Yeah, that's very true. You mentioned that it's common for hosts to do an unboxing of products or get a free sample. Is that probably the best way to go about it? Or can businesses gain success from maybe running a brand awareness campaign too? You definitely can run brand awareness advertising. Right now, direct response is the biggest category in podcast advertising, but we are seeing more and more brand awareness taking place. And I would say, even if you are interested in running a brand awareness campaign, still allowing that host to have your product, to to feel it, to touch it, to use it, to interact with it is going to give their read uh, a level of authenticity that it wouldn't have if they, you know, if they were advertising a product that wasn't some that they had actually used. So you'd certainly can use it for brand awareness. And I think it's actually a really strong medium for brand awareness, but I would approach it in a very similar way, even if you were going to go the brand awareness route. That's super interesting. So let's say that someone has listened to our conversation and they're now thinking about creating a strategy around podcast advertising, or perhaps they want to launch their first campaign. Then what are the first few things that they should be doing or thinking about? 
Yeah, I think that that's that's such a good question. And there are a few different routes that you can take. So I'll review those with you. First, it's really important that you understand your business inside and out. And realistically, podcast advertising does tend to be a national and or international type of advertising. So if you run an e-commerce store, if you have a software product, um, if you can ship your product out, then podcast advertising is a really good fit for you. If you are maybe a brick and mortar store and you're looking just to reach people in your local community, I would say that while podcast advertising could eventually get there, I don't think that podcast ads are the best for you. So make sure that you really know that you want that either national or international reach for your company. And then in terms of identifying podcasts that would be a good fit for you, I typically recommend that you take a look at who your customer is and then identify the types of podcasts that they might like to listen to. So I think oftentimes in the space, we tend to get a little bit matchy matchy, like I am a cat food, uh, you know, company, and I just want to advertise on podcasts that talk about cats. And while that certainly is an option, there is also the option for just looking at the base of, of who is actually going to consume your product and what they might listen to. So are they going to listen to a lifestyle show? Are they going to listen to a comedy show? Um, are they going to listen to a news show? So identify the types of shows you think would resonate with your, your customer. And then you can go directly and and search out those podcasts and find that podcast host and approach them. And that's one way. I would say that that's probably the most uh, work intensive method, because if you want to create a campaign, I usually recommend that people start with about five different podcasts to advertise on. Um, if you do one that can work certainly, but it doesn't give you really any um, data to compare what worked and what didn't. So I think having a selection of podcasts that you advertise on really gives you a good baseline to determine success. Um, so you can certainly approach those podcasts individually. Other options, depending on what you're looking to spend, are that you could go to a podcast advertising agency. There's actually one based in the UK called Adulicious that just recently um, was founded. And I know that they are focusing on the UK in, in specific and Europe in general. So that could be a good spot for you. And you can go to them and they will help you find the podcast. They'll help you put together a campaign. But I would say in that case, you're probably looking at a minimum ad spend of somewhere between $10,000 and $20,000, but that can be a, a good option for you. The other option is identifying networks of shows. So networks of shows typically are podcasts within a specific genre, and you can go to that network and they might have 10 or 20 different podcasts that they work with. So you're not having to go and have individual conversations. And then lastly, there's also uh, speaking to representation firms. So True Native Media represents about 70 different podcasts. Most of our listeners are all US-based but you can go to a representation firm and find podcasts that way as well. The difference between an agency that is working with the advertiser and an agency that's representing the podcast is like in True Native Media's situation, we really represent the podcaster as opposed to the advertiser, but we make that connection. In Europe, Acast is a large representation firm. They work with thousands of different podcasts, both in the U.S., but also um, internationally. And that can be a good source for you if you're looking for a representation firm. Thanks for sharing some agencies in both Europe and the U.S. that can help podcast hosts or businesses with podcast advertising. 
Speaking of value, I know that Heather and her team at True Native are providing lots of great content on podcast advertising via LinkedIn. So be sure to check them out. With that said, let's say someone is deciding to do things manually to start and they might consider an agency in the future depending on their success. Is there a difference when it comes to targeting a smaller show with maybe one or 2,000 listeners compared with a large and established show maybe in the tens of thousands of listeners? Or does it just come down to the host and their connection with your brand? Size does matter. And so I, I think that that is certainly something that people need to consider when they're putting together a campaign. If you have a very niche product and you're reaching somebody that is really a hard to reach person, then an audience of a thousand could be just fine for you. So it really does determine the type of customer that you're looking to get, you know, based on the size. So if you've got a really specific niche customer, then size doesn't matter as much. But if you are selling a general, you know, direct to consumer product, I do recommend that you look at the size of podcast. And one of the kind of tools that I like to use, there's um, an app called Castbox. It's castbox.fm, I think, if you want to go on the desktop or they do have a, an app that you can listen to the shows on. And one of the things that is kind of cool about Castbox is it'll tell you how many plays a podcast has received. And, you know, I want it to be noted that it's just on Castbox. It's not across every, you know, platform out there. But what I have found is that if you go on that app, you can look at the size that a podcast is and you can see, gosh, did this podcast have 10 plays or did it have a thousand plays or 10,000 plays? And that'll give you a sense of how big a show is because there are actually over 1.6 million podcasts now. That number is just, you know, blowing up this year. So there are lots of great shows out there, but unfortunately there are lots of shows that don't have huge audiences. So you do want to make sure that when you're going into a, an advertising agreement with a show that you're actually going to reach enough people to make it worth your while. So understanding their audience, looking at how many downloads they're getting per episode in a 30 day period is a really good number to look at. And I would say really knowing those numbers is important. I have found around the 5,000 downloads per episode range is a really good place to start in terms of a smaller show, but still large enough to get you traction. Another really useful platform that I use is Chartable, which I'm sure you, you know all about, Heather. It helps me look at our show and where it ranks compared with other marketing podcasts and business podcasts, both in the UK or globally. But it's also great for looking up shows that you may want to guest on or take inspiration from, especially the bigger ones. So it gives me a chance to see what type of guests are speaking on other shows, how they're formatting it, optimal length and things like that. Yes, Chartable is a really good uh, resource as well. So I would highly recommend that. So we probably have time for two or three more questions now. A good one to follow on from our conversation about sizing and finding the right shows is how can businesses determine the price that they're willing to pay for a podcast ad on a single show or a network of shows? Pricing is really important to consider because as a company, if you are looking to get a return on your investment, you want to make sure that it is priced appropriately. One of the things that I always like to uh, recommend that people consider with podcast advertising is that it can be a slower moving medium. So oftentimes people are very accustomed to social media or, you know, paid search where they can see instant results. They can see instant click-throughs. 
And podcasts do tend to move slower, but they do also tend to perform better in the long run. So you can get a really strong return on your investment as long as you're selecting podcasts that are going to be a good fit that resonate, um, you know, well with the audience so that, you know, those are good potential customers. Typically in this space, you will hear the idea of a CPM or cost per thousand. So how much essentially does it cost to reach a thousand people? My guess is if you're in marketing, you're pretty familiar with CPMs. And that, you know, is a, you know, word or a, a pricing strategy that is always talked about in this space. I would say CPMs range anywhere from, you know, they can be as low as $15 up into, you know, $100 CPM, just depending on the show that you are partnering with. If you're going for a larger show, let's say if the show is getting more than maybe 100,000 downloads per episode, I would say a CPM model is a very good way to look at the pricing. Oftentimes, I find that if you're working directly with smaller shows, CPM pricing is probably not how they're operating. They're probably going to create more of a package for you that can also be really nice. So you could get podcast ads, maybe they'll do some social posts, include you in their newsletter, um, different things like that. And those, you know, typically are going to just be a packaged price. But it's important for you to really do the math and make sure that you're getting the reach that you need and that you can really get a return on your investment. And one question that just popped into my mind during the middle of your answer there, so I hope it doesn't throw you off guard, is do businesses tend to have one placement during a specific episode, so a standalone episode, or do they sponsor a batch of episodes or an entire season? That is a great question. And yes, you should definitely look to create a level of frequency within your campaign. So I don't typically ever recommend that people buy one or two ads. If you're going to really embark and commit to getting results from a podcast campaign, you do need to buy multiple ads. So there's a couple of different ways that ads can be structured. Uh, so it depends on whether they're going to be baked in embedded type ads or if they're going to be dynamically inserted. You should always get host read ads. But I, I typically recommend that people look to create about a three month campaign. Um, you do usually want a little bit of space in there. So you wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend running ads straight for three months, but if you run a, a, you know, a few ads, skip a few weeks, run a few more, skip a few weeks, that kind of on and off cadence over the course of about a three month period will give you an opportunity to see results. So that's usually what I recommend. Yeah. Another really helpful answer there. So I have one final question that's specifically for show hosts. How could they go about trying to cross promote their show? or to incorporate their own show into a podcast advertising strategy? Yeah, absolutely. Audience growth is so important if you are a podcaster. And the number one way to grow podcast listenership is to market yourself on other podcasts, because we know podcast listeners listen to podcasts. So I always recommend that if you can find other cross-promotional opportunities with other podcasts, that's really a good way to grow your audience. Being interviewed on podcasts is really also just super fun, um, but can be really good for you to grow your podcast and also to market your product or service. So if you feel like maybe you're not ready to actually advertise on a podcast, if you can try and get some guest appearances for maybe your CEO or your founder, it can be a great way to get the message out there and 
gauge the responsiveness of podcasts in general. If you're a podcaster, you can also consider buying ads for your podcast on other shows. So we do deal with, um, I would say a fair number of podcasts will come to True Native Media and say, hey, I want to grow my audience. Can I run ads on you know, this bigger show? And that can be very effective as well. Awesome. Well, we're going to close out the main section right here. I know I've learned so much from you during this short 15 minute chat. So thanks for sharing your insights with us. And we're going to end the episode with a couple of quick fire questions. So I have two quick and fun questions to ask you, Heather, that focus more on your career and experiences. The first one is, do you have a fun or memorable story that stands out when you look back on your career? It could be something funny, cringeworthy, inspirational, or a little bit crazy. Yeah, I think the story that pops into my mind is I started my career in radio advertising and radio is very lighthearted. I had a ton of fun when I was in radio advertising and I was very used to, it was my first job in my 20s. I was very used to that kind of lighthearted environment. And then I got a job at a newspaper and it was the daily newspaper in our community that had been around forever. And uh, I remember taking part in a meeting that included the editorial staff and the advertising staff and uh, they were asking questions and I was very used to giving my opinion. And so they asked questions and I just stood right up and said everything that I thought. And I really felt like they were living in a very archaic world. And so I shared with everyone that I thought that they were doing things very archaically. And I'm not sure you know, in that moment, um, I didn't really think that it was that big of a deal. But afterwards, I heard from many people that they were kind of shocked that I was willing to stand up and essentially be honest, which was interesting. So yeah, that's, that's what stands out to me. Yeah, that's very funny. I haven't worked in traditional media myself, but I can imagine that it's slightly more formal and structured. So it's great to hear that you went in there and just laid your thoughts down on the table. My final question is, do you have a favorite resource that you think might help listeners with their daily tasks? It could be a blog, a newsletter, plug-in tool, book, or something that you found find really valuable. Yes. So my favorite resource in the podcast industry is Pod News. So it's a newsletter that you can sign up for, or you can just go to their website. And Pod News is terrific because they, co- they cover really globally what's happening in the podcast space. They do a daily email um, and article. It usually takes about three minutes to read. So it's a really good place to plug into information about podcast advertising and just the podcast space in general. Yeah, that's something that I'll be subscribing to right away after this episode. And I probably should have done that a while ago. So thanks for sharing that resource with us. If you would also like to learn more about podcast advertising, then Heather has her own show named Podcast Advertising Playbook, which goes into podcast advertising in much more depth than we were able to in this short episode. So be sure to check that out if you would like to find out more. We are going to end the episode right here. Thank you for being an awesome guest, Heather, and sharing your insights with us today. Thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Not a problem. Thank you to everyone that continues to listen and support. Happy Thanksgiving if you are in the US. Everyone else have a great Black Friday week and we'll see you next week for our first episode in December.